protesters here in D.C., in New York, across the country. Uh, they've settled on a nickname for the president. Uh, they've been calling him Genocide Joe. They wrote it on the gates. Um, do you have a response from the White House to that nickname that they've settled okay. on? We're not worried about nicknames and bumper stickers. I mean, uh, it, it's First Amendment free speech. Um, uh, the president's focused on, as he wrote in his op-ed, on making sure that we can continue to support Israel as they fight a terrible terrorist group, Hamas, um, and as we all work together to get humanitarian assistance in and get people out, including hostages. Retired Rear Admiral National Security uh, Spokesman John Kirby there answering the question from the uh, press pool about uh, Genocide Joe, apparently, is what the uh, um, the, the people on the wrong side of the Israel question are calling him. Uh, because, you know, they say that uh, he's supporting Israel. Israel's engaged in a genocide against the Palestinians. Um, I really appreciate John Kirby. <laughs> he was the public affairs officer for the Blue Angels back in the day, like a long time ago. And then he, of course, was at the Pentagon and then with the White House. And he's done quite a lot. And um, I always find John Kirby to be, I don't know, he's, he's, he's a guy I would trust. He's a guy that I respect. He's a guy who uh, I think always says you know, sometimes you feel like the communications people do their best to not say anything. You know, the more they talk, the less you know. Um, it's a cringe Jean-Pierre. Uh, or, you know, they can't do their job effectively. That's also cringe Jean-Pierre. Um, it, you know, but there are others who really are trying to communicate clearly and give good information and context and, and think and be people. You know, the rural people sometimes ask me, Andrew, what's your advice for being in media? I said, just be a person. You know, just be a real person. Um, communications, be a person. <laughs> Talk to people like they're real people, you know. Um, don't try to hide the truth from people and uh, don't play cagey games and don't use, you know, weird Diplo speak and boilerplate and all this stuff. Just talk, okay? So I really appreciate John Kirby because he represents that to me. Okay, he's a guy I admire. And um, so they're calling him Genocide Joe. And he says, um, you know, that word doesn't mean what you think it means. I said this the other day. Again, people can say what they want on on the sidewalk, and, that, and we respect that. That's what the First Amendment's about. But this word— By the way, of course, I mean, he's absolutely right. The First Amendment protects people's right to be idiots and to say idiotic things and to say things that don't make sense, that don't have facts behind them, that are illogical, to misuse words, all of that protected speech because you do not want the government deciding which of those things are right or wrong. He's right about that. But he goes on. And this is an important, and he goes on. But this word genocide is getting thrown around in a pretty inappropriate way by lots of different folks. Uh, what Hamas wants, make no mistake about it, is genocide. They want to wipe Israel off the map. They've said so publicly more than one occasion. In fact, just recently. And they've said that they're not going to stop. What happened on the 7th of October is going to happen again and again and again. And what happened on the 7th of October? Murder, slaughter of innocent people in their homes or at a music festival. That's genocidal intentions. That's exactly right. It's just the... I'll tell you my problem. My problem is I operate in my mind in a world where people are genuine and thoughtful and honest and trying to use words to describe reality. You know, and using reason to figure things out and to come to the right side of issues and... Um, where people don't lie by the choice of their words. Because it is a lie. It's a lie when you manipulate words to create a different effect than the facts actually justify. That's a lie. It's a lie through creative vocabulary. 
And people who call what Israel either has done or is doing in Gaza genocide, well, who's yelling that? The people who don't realize I give the benefit of the doubt or aren't willing to recognize I give the benefit of the doubt or the people who actually do believe that genocide against the Jews is justified. That wiping out a race of people because they're a race of people is justified. That's genocide, right? So when they say Israel is engaging in genocide and therefore you call him Genocide Joe because he's supporting Israel, when the actual genocide advocates are the terrorists in Gaza and the terrorists in Lebanon and the terrorists in Iran and Syria, right? When those are the actual genocide advocates, it's it, the, the world's upside down. And to, you know, I'm glad Kirby responded this way, but how do you get people to see that? And what kind of an insane world do we live in where the people who are kind of supporting the genocidists are claiming that they're working against genocidists when the people they're working against are the ones who are just trying to exist as a race. 616 on News Radio 923. Jake's got traffic for us. Jake? Uh, not really much to speak of, but we do have those storms moving into the area, and they're going to move through pretty quickly, and it's going to be a little rough. Uh, I-10 and I-110, though, right now, checking in clear. Uh, 98 in both directions going through uh, Navarre into Winhaven and also going uh, westbound through Tiger Point into Gulf Breeze. No slowdowns there. Uh, Highway 90 in Milton and Pace, no accidents. Also, Highway 29 looking good. Chase Street, Gregory Street, uh, Palafox, all checking in clear. This traffic report is brought to you by Executive Landscaping. Big enough to get the job done, yet small enough to care. Call 250-3756 for a no-hassle estimate. That's 250-3756 for Executive Landscaping. If you have traffic tips, 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. You know, somebody uh, texted me and said, uh, 437-1620, somebody texted and said, uh, I really wish I could have the positive opinion of people you have. No, it, it's true. Um, I'm relentlessly naive uh, about people. And on purpose, okay, and, and also sort of by default, you know, that... Growing up in a sort of a, I don't know, well-educated family and decent, kind people and, you know, not, I can't, you can't look back at my upbringing and be like, man, they took advantage of me or abuse, and, you know, very healthy upbringing. And so I see the world through that lens, which I've said this before, but I'll say it again. It puts me at a disadvantage in dealing with scurrilous people and wicked people. It really does. Uh, because I tend to think people aren't like that, and then I have to remind it all the time. <laughs> no, they really are. Uh, you know, sometimes they're the obvious ones, like a guy who's pepper sprays the, uh, you know, the employees and the the cop at the Walmart, and sometimes they're elected officials, and then all in between. You know, okay, and so you have to work hard to prove to me that that's the case, because I don't want to see that typically in people. Um, but also, um, yeah, I want the world to be that way. I hope the world could be that way. I. I'm disappointed all the time, <laughs> you know, and weirdly, and again, you would think over time, you'd be like, well, you just lower your opinion and stop getting disappointed when people are irrational or dumb or lie or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I, you know, you would think that'd be a more sort of realistic assessment of the world, um, but I still keep trying and I still keep hoping and I still keep believing. And then I watch people and I'm like, dang it, <laughs> why? 
day. Why can't you be better? 619 on News Radio 92.3. I guess that's what... It, weirdly, you would think that'd make me more miserable because I'm always expecting better of people than is realistic. Um, and yet, oddly, I think that's my source of optimism a lot is I do think people are capable of better, and I keep hoping they'll live up to it and trying to encourage them to do so. And every day you got on the radio and explained to them how they should. 437-1620, if you have a... Um, you have a property that you're trying to sell. If you have a uh, business that you're trying to market, if you have a home that you're building and you're kind of in the middle of that process, let me recommend a service you might not normally think of, Pelican Drones. They do comprehensive video capture, editing, production, and then you own it at the end. So they can make your ad for your business, for social media. They can make your ad for a boat, or for a house, or then they've got this really cool thing called Matterport 3D walk-around immersive imaging, where you basically, you know, like you set it up inside, say, a home that's only got, you know, all of the wood is in, but it doesn't have any drywall, and then it captures a 3D representation of everything so that you can literally walk around it with your mouse kind of on the computer screen, and you have that forever, so if you're ever wondering, well, what's behind this drywall? Where's the stud? Where's the plumbing? Where's the electrical? Oh, I see, because we've got this stored 3D image of the house when it was being built. Now, that can be useful for, I mean, you know, obviously for homeowner, that can be useful for if you're doing, you know, hurricane damage or before hurricane damage, anything involving drones, video, editing, production, all of that kind of stuff. Comprehensive, this is what they do. Okay, so Pelican Drones, if you need any of that, pelicandrones.com. A lot of love goes into a Subaru, and thanks to the 2023 Subaru Share the Love event, a lot of love comes out, too. Right now, when you purchase or lease a new Subaru, Subaru will donate $250 to your choice of four nationally recognized charities, the ASPCA, Make-A-Wish, Meals on Wheels, or the National Park Foundation. Or choose our local charity, the Pensacola Breast Cancer Association, and Anderson Subaru will donate an extra $150 to Subaru's donation. And for every routine Subaru vehicle service visit, Anderson Subaru will donate $5 more to the Pensacola Breast Cancer Association. So far, we've donated over $140,000 to help fight breast cancer in Pensacola. Be a part of something bigger at the Subaru Share the Love event, November 16th through January 2nd. Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at Anderson Subaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. $250 donation for new purchase or lease. Promotion ends January 2nd. See retailer or AndersonSubaru.com slash share for details. When getting the job done right is job one, you need construction equipment that's built right. From compact track loaders to the world's number one selling compact excavator, the Kubota construction lineup features durable Kubota engines, more comfort, and the versatility to do it all and do it right. Visit your local Kubota dealer today. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Visit the friendly folks at Coastal Machinery, now with 40 years in the business. Locations in Pensacola and Crestview. Are you looking for your forever floors? We got them. Hi, we're Buck and Ashley Deese, the proud owners of Deese Elite Concrete Coatings, where we make concrete pretty. Four times stronger than epoxy with a lifetime warranty. Our coatings are perfect for your garage, patio, pool deck, and more. For one-day installation, trust the Dieselite Experience, now offering financing. Get your forever floors by calling us today at 850-329-5599. We make concrete pretty. 
The cost of health care is all in the news. Tune in this morning at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel as ProHealth will be the guest in discussing how ProHealth medical membership programs can help you take out the stress and cost of health care. That's this morning at 10 as ProHealth will be the guest on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at vfw.org. Tune in to News Radio Pensacola today and stay informed about what's happening in your community. We're here to keep you connected. News Radio Pensacola, informative, local, dependable. When you're telling these little stories, here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Good morning, 624 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. I've been watching this storm on the News Radio ThreatNet radar that is, um, we're sort of about halfway through it right now, uh, and it seems to be over the northern portion of Escambia County being a little bit heavy, but uh, turning on my radar basically from deep red to light red to orange to yellow kind of as it goes, uh, except for, like I said, a couple of the areas northern Escambia County. So uh, fingers crossed it might not be quite as heavy as it seemed like it would be earlier this morning, but uh, it's going to be continuing on for about another hour, hour and a half, two hours, something like that this morning. Uh, 625, Jake's got traffic on the files. Jake? Uh, yes, uh, not looking too bad out there right now. Uh, the rain is starting to come down, so the roads are going to be wet. Uh, but we have no slowdowns on Cervantes or Bayfront Parkway. Uh, Avalon Boulevard is clear through Garson Point Bridge. Traffic on I-10 east and westbound is traveling at posted speeds. Uh, no slowdowns reported on Gulf Breeze Parkway east or westbound. If you see anything, though, this morning, uh, once this weather starts rolling through, text us 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Jake. Into the newsroom now, David Wayne's got our headlines. David? Well, new polling showing Donald Trump continues to slightly lead President Biden in the race for the White House. The uh, Harvard caps harris poll showing trump receiving 48 percent among respondents compared to 41 for biden sam altman has been moved to microsoft to help lead a new artificial intelligence group after being ousted last week as the ceo of OpenAI, which is chat gpt's uh parent company and the company he co-founded didn't they also lose like a third of their employees or something like that along the pro- along with the process of ouster- ousting him I hadn't heard that. But, They're threatening uh, to leave if, if he's not right. reinstated, but he's already been hired at Microsoft, so I don't know how that's going to work. Okay, um, yeah, more than 500 sent a letter threatening to mm-hmm. follow him to, to Microsoft. Very good. All right, David, okay. go ahead. Uh, yeah, so Microsoft CEO uh, Satya Nadella says the company is still committed to OpenAI, which they have a 49% stake in. And, you know, Thanksgiving dinner's right around the corner, Andrew. It was and- good yesterday. You, you already had yours. Uh, we did. We had relatives on a different schedule, so we shifted to Monday, yeah. Very great. nice. I'm still full. 
I imagine. So, are you eating leftovers today? Oh yeah, of course. You know, D- Dad doesn't cook two days in a row. That's <laughs> I right. I mean, he always does. But I'm, I, you cook the one, so you don't have to cook the other. Go ahead. Well, there is new polling out showing that most Americans are just hoping to get through the dinner without talking politics <laughs> at the table. <laughs> Uh, 60% of people responded to a poll. They said they want to avoid all political topics when they gather with their family. But, I don't know, do you think the other 40% will cooperate? (laughs) That's the challenge, isn't it? All right, David, thanks for the update. I I get frustrated with the way Governor DeSantis gets treated by the national media. He was on CNN State of the Union the other day and uh, just... God, I used to love Jake Tapper. He used to be one of the best White House press pool correspondents. Anyway, here you go. You ready? I know you're very... Uh, you've been very out front when you see anti-Semitism on the left. Um, is, is anti-Semitism on the right something that concerns you as well? <laughs> what? what a ridiculous, insulting question. Do you, do, you, do you actually care about anti-Semitism? What about when it comes from the right, Governor? What, what about then? Across the board. And, and actually, I think in the advent of these attacks the amount of anti-Semitism that we've seen has really uh, surprised me. And I'm somebody that signed major legislation in Florida to combat anti-Semitism on college campuses. And yet what you've seen come out since then, uh, and you have seen it on both sides. But I would say this, the difference is, is that uh, on the left, that tends to be uh, attached to some major institutional power, like some of our most august universities, whereas I think on the right, it tends to be you know, more fringe voices that are doing it, uh, but it's wrong no matter what, and I don't think that uh, we've seen anti-Semitism this bad in the world probably since the Second World War. Yeah, massive institutions are anti-Semitic on the left, and lone wolf individuals or groups maybe are anti-Semitic on the right. He- Yes, exactly. I don't know how fringe the voices are, to be completely frank. I mean, Elon Musk is the wealthiest man in the world, and we've seen some major conservative media figures, Charlie Kirk, Candace Owens, and others pushing really, really hateful stuff, backing this nonsensical theories of white genocide, uh, white replacement theory. And I would, I, would, uh, I would ask that major Republican figures like you use your voices as well to stand against it, but let's turn on Which he turn does. to a, another yeah, topic. But, but Jake, no, with also, all, with yeah. Hey, hey, I, I wish you would do something more about this. Let's move on to something else. I mean, good Lord. Respect. But with, well, with all due respect on that, I mean, to have somebody who's like blogging and doing stuff like that, okay, that, 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 that's an issue. But to compare that for how some of these most powerful universities um, in the country have responded to this, we have Jewish students fleeing for their lives because you have angry mobs, uh, and yet they have not done what they need to do to protect the safety and well-being of those students. I have constituents in Florida whose kids don't even want to go to campus in the advent of this because of such a hostile environment. So I do think on the institutional side, uh, you've seen this become part of a left-wing movement, a very significant pro-Hamas movement, uh, and it is backed by institutional power. And here's what's funny. He's so clear on the subject, and Jake says... Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jewish students, uh, just like Muslim students, black students, gay students, any uh, all students should feel safe on campuses. Wait for and, it. And the, and the for it. concern Jewish students have right now is very serious. I'm just saying, Elon Musk is a pretty powerful guy, and he's out there endorsing... Uh, some pretty hideous uh, anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, and I'm, I still haven't heard you condemn it. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, because on the fly on a Sunday show for a tweet he hasn't even read, he's going to just up and condemn it? No, he said he's against it repeatedly and took action in Florida against it. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. 
Women and children are the focus of a plan being discussed to swap Palestinian prisoners for hostages held by Hamas in Gaza. It does appear the final details are being discussed toward a ceasefire that would end fighting in Gaza for up to five days and include the release of some hostages. We do understand, according to Hamas leader Ismail Haniya, that a deal is approaching. Fox's Trey Yanks. Police in Custer County, Colorado, say they have a good idea where a shooting suspect is. Three people are dead and other critically wounded. The sheriff's office says gunfire ended an argument between neighbors. They'd evidently had disputes in the past over easements and property lines. Area residents were warned to shelter in place for several hours. As the search for the shooter continued, law enforcement say they know who he is, but at last report, they'd not found him yet. Fox's Jack Callahan. Stock futures are down a bit. It's been five straight days of gains. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 631 at News Radio 92.3. Rain across the area right now. It's 72 degrees. A man allegedly trying to make a fraudulent return at an area Walmart store is in custody after pepper spraying a deputy and store loss prevention employees. Now, this happened recently at the store on Mobile Highway. The sheriff's office posted body cam video of the altercation. Stop grabbing me. Get off my hand. Get off my hand. Ah. <laughs> Investigators say employees confronted Stephen Blaine when he tried to make a fraudulent return. He then allegedly pepper sprayed the employees and Deputy Trey Walsingham as he tried to escape. Ultimately, Blaine was caught. He now faces charges of dealing in stolen property, larceny and battery of a law enforcement officer. Former contractor Jesse Lacoste is now back in the Escambia County Jail. The 31-year-old was arrested for the seventh time in recent memory last night on a fraud and swindling charge. All of Lacoste's arrests have been in relation to making or to taking money rather without completing or starting construction jobs. His charges are spread out across the area in Escambia, Santa Rosa, and Okaloosa counties. He's currently being held on $405,000 bond. Gas prices across the state are the lowest of the year and just in time for Thanksgiving travel. Prices at uh, more than half of the gas stations in the state now under $3 a gallon. Good number of those stations across the panhandle. That's a function of distribution. It takes a little more transportation to get gasoline down to the southern part of the state. The panhandle is a little cheaper. It's right there next to some good pipelines that bring gasoline and finished fuel products to market. The uh, statewide average today is at 304 37 cents less than what drivers were paying last Thanksgiving. Governor Ron DeSantis' presidential campaign is starting to focus more on Nikki Haley now. A pro-DeSantis group called Fight Right is now airing anti-Haley ads in Iowa over Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, the most recent Des Moines Register poll in Iowa shows DeSantis and Haley tied for second place at 16%. Former President Donald Trump leading both candidates with 43% support. Escambia County School District teachers are expected to vote this week to ratify a new contract that union leaders agreed to last week. The contract calls for teacher pay to increase by 3%. We can never pay them truly what they're worth, but showing that there is value and that we honor that value and being able to get increased salaries into each of our employees' hands, more importantly, their, their pocketbook, is critical in us being able to meet the needs of our most important 
asset, which is our students. Superintendent Keith Leonard tells Channel 3, in addition to teacher salaries, pay for other district employees will also be going up. That includes warehouse and food service employees getting as much as a 5% raise. Bus drivers' hourly rates could go up by 8%. Well, the Man of Food Pantries is calling this year's Fill the Mayflower Food Drive a big success. The organization says the food and monetary donations were enough to provide more than 47,000 healthy meals for neighbors in need here in Escambia and in Santa Rosa counties. In the past 12 months, Mana distributed more than 803,000 pounds of food to 86,890 people. 635 at News Radio. Let's get a look at our traffic on the fives with Jake. We're looking pretty good out there. The roads are a little wet, uh, but no major accidents or slowdowns to report. 98 eastbound through uh, Navarre into Winhaven is looking good. 98 westbound going the other way through Tiger Point and Gulf Breeze if you're headed into town there. Uh, no slowdowns. Highway 90 through Milton and Pace, no accidents there. Highway 29 looking good as well. Uh, Cervantes, Bayfront Parkway, uh, Avalon Boulevard through Garson Point, all looking good. This traffic report is brought to you by Torgerson Causey Insurance Benefits. If you need help with planning your business benefits, let Torgerson Causey help lead the way. Go to tcbenefitsgroup.com. If you have traffic info to report this morning, 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. We are tracking showers and thunderstorms throughout the entire morning. A few storms could be strong. Level 2 out of 5 for severe weather. High near 74 degrees today. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 52 as the showers move out. For Wednesday, small chance of a stray shower. Otherwise, partly cloudy skies with a high near 62. Wednesday night, temperatures dropping near 46. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Warning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Warning Weather Center. And right now, again, looking at our threat net radar, we are seeing it looks like the heavy Heaviest of the rain uh, up in the northern portion of Escambia County, pushing past, it looks like, Century right now. So it should be calming down a little bit. Right now, 72 degrees in Pensacola, 73 in Gulf Breeze, 71 in Milton. Your next news at 7 and breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. I'm Jennifer Kashinka with Your Money Now. Citigroup has begun making an extensive round of layoffs and organizational changes, part of CEO Jane Frazier's efforts to streamline the sprawling global bank. The bank didn't say how many employees were due to be cut, and it hasn't set a target for total layoffs. Frazier in September ordered her subordinates to remake their teams for a new alignment she devised and then cut positions that no longer were needed. The moves this week will cut hundreds of mostly senior-level employees, and future rounds will spread to thousands of lower-level employees. Tech giants Dell, HP, and China's Lenovo are among the 27 companies that have received approvals to make IT hardware in India under a production-linked incentive scheme as the country aims to boost domestic manufacturing and attract large investments in the value chain. Under the scheme, India will provide companies incentives for goods manufactured in the country. It covers the manufacture of laptops, tablets, all-in-one PCs, and servers. And that's your Money Now. My name is Giorgio Setis. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Nutrafol. My hair started thinning in my early 20s. I took a pharmaceutical drug, but unfortunately I suffered from sexual dysfunction. Having to choose between my hair and my health was not really a fair choice. So we created Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com slash men. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men. Mommy, I don't feel good. Oh, well, let me check you for fever. I've got this exergen thermometer. Just sweep it across your forehead and... 
Ooh, 100.5. Yeah, you're staying home today. That sure was fast and easy, just like at the doctor's office. Mm-hmm. Doctors recommend these exergen thermometers. Clinically accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies, get your exergen thermometer at Walmart and participating retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. This Friday at 10.30, join the Pensacola Humane Society on the Pensacola Expert Panel. They believe every wag of a tail, every purr, and every gentle nuzzle is a gift worth cherishing. Their dedicated team of volunteers works tirelessly to provide shelter, care, and love to animals in need. Learn how you can give back by becoming a volunteer or adopting or fostering a furry friend. Listen this Friday at 10.30 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Secret offers, guaranteed returns, over-the-top promises that you too can make fast money. These are all red flags that you should be wary of when looking at investment opportunities. Visit Florida's Office of Financial Regulation website 24-7 to learn what questions to ask before you invest. Remember, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Visit flofr.gov to learn more. This message is sponsored by the Florida Office of Financial Regulation, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Do you want to stay up to date on the latest news, weather, and traffic, but don't have a radio nearby? Then you need to download our new app. With the News Radio Pensacola app, you can get text alerts for breaking news, severe weather, and traffic delays. Plus, customize your alerts so you only get the information you need. It's easy to sign up for text alerts. Just download our app, create an account, and select the alerts you want to receive. You can even change your settings at any time. So, what are you waiting for? Download the News Radio Pensacola app today and start getting text alerts. Like sands through the black water, so are the days of our Milton. And now, another episode of City Council Melodrama Theater. But I hear stories of, you know, there's some radio show that does this or that about Milton and these all these comments back and forth for all of these things. Um, that series is about to get canceled because we're, we're going to get to work. Oh, we talked about this already a little bit, but I had not watched the rest of this meeting. Uh, on the one hand, I really, really hope so, because I would love to see Milton become an effective, productive, professional city government the way Scott Collins has now promised that he wants to do it within the next 90 days. On the other hand, let's just say that despite my overwhelmingly um, unmitigated naivete and optimism about human nature, I don't know it's going to happen that way at the city of Milton, but we'll see. You know, we'll see. So, um... He's threatening to ca- cancel the series by depriving us of material, which, again, I would hope that could be the case. He then went on to give a very lengthy presentation. The whole agenda review, basically, was the way he wants to reform the meeting process. And what I thought was fascinating about this, first of all, half of the meeting was off mic. Like, it was very hard to hear because he'd be talking on the mic and then he'd go off the mic. And so um, I may get some of the details wrong here, and I apologize if that's the case. But what he was trying to do is look at the process. You know, we have a very dysfunctional engagement process between city council, the mayor, uh, the public, and even staff sometimes that creates the drama. Okay? Now, you can't eliminate all the drama through procedural reform because people will still be people. 
but you might be able to hinder it a little bit based on depriving it of as many opportunities to manifest as you can. And so, for example, he says, look, these meeting agendas are repetitive where we do three times the same exact thing. That doesn't really make an awful lot of sense. We'll also sometimes have, you know, the same report on a single meeting, but we give it three different times, even though there's nothing has changed. And if we go to the next item on the page, Historic Preservation Board, TPO, Transportation Planning Organization, Councilwoman Meese, also meeting once a month, right? If you put all these together, Councilman Cusack has made three reports in three and a half weeks on a meeting that takes place at best once a month. <laughs> and sometimes on a meeting that takes place once a quarter. And then, um, well, he started talking about changing the amount of times the public has the opportunity to give input. For example, if you're doing a first reading and a second reading, the second reading by law requires public input. The first reading does not. It's a first reading. It doesn't require a public hearing. So when we get to the next month's meeting, it's the second reading of an ordinance. So you would then have a public hearing, all things being equal. You would have 9A public hearing, and it will be related to the signage ordinance. Which is, again, a limit against the current practice of not just allowing the public to talk about everything, but to talk repeatedly about it. Although they've kind of mitigated that now. They've said, you know, one moment of participation per subject or per public forum. So he's talking about, okay, let's not go into all of these things over and over again. Let's not necessarily have the public involved in the first reading. That's where the council talks. And then the second reading, the public can be involved. And then he did something that I really admire. By the way, I I love Scott. I think he's going to do a great job. And I hope he wins in what he's trying to accomplish here. But he says, uh, look, I don't think y'all are going to like this, but I'm going to read you something that you need to hear. This is a paragraph some people are not going to like when I read, um, but I'll get to the reasoning behind it. Public's opportunity to be heard. The paragraph reads as follows. Members of the public shall be given a reasonable opportunity to be heard on a proposition before a board or commission. The opportunity to be heard need not occur at the same meeting at which the board or commission takes official action on the proposition if the opportunity occurs at a meeting that is during the decision-making process and was and is, with, is within reasonable proximity in the time before the meeting at which the board or commission takes the official action. This section does not prohibit a board or commission from maintaining orderly conduct or proper decorum in a public meeting. The opportunity to be heard is subject to the rules or policies adopted by the board or commission. That's the law. Well stated. That, that sounds restrictive. That sounds like we're going to get to the side of the But all he's doing is reading section 268.0114 sub 2 from Florida statute. That's why Mayor Lindsay, who's, you know, a lawyer, uh, the, I think, interim temporary lead lawyer in the city of Pensacola. I can't quite tell what the organization that shop is right now, but I believe that's the case. Anyway, she definitely works for the city of Pensacola as a lawyer. Um, and she used to be the city attorney at the city of Milton as well, before, before, before. Um, but look, that's just reading the law. That's the Florida law. This is why, for example, when uh, the Escambia County Commission does its agenda review, it doesn't let people talk. This is why they decide whether to let people talk when they're doing the committee of the whole meetings. Because they don't have to let people talk. The only time you got to let people talk is when you're making a decision, right? Um, and, you know, so he goes through a whole bunch of things where he says, look, we don't have to do this. We don't have to do this. It's kind of, you know, we're, we're going to make a few rule changes, and it might really facilitate us being more effective, like having, 
you know, less formal kind of discussion meetings that are not even necessarily held in the city council chambers because that presents a certain kind of idea of what's supposed to happen. So he gets all done with all of this, and here's the amazing thing. My read of the reforms he's offering is he's kind of he's kind of saying, okay, we're going to put everybody in a little bit of a straitjacket. And the weird thing is that everybody's celebrating it. Like, they're all excited about it. <laughs> it's wild, which is, and listen, I'm on board. I hope it works. I think they're all smart reforms. I think the stuff he's trying to do is going to make a difference, and I hope he deprives us of our series. Uh, we'll come back to this in a second because it was kind of amazing to listen to the reaction to all of this. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Well, we're looking good out there so far this morning. The roads are wet, and we do have some bad storms rolling this way. Uh, but for right now, around the area, we're looking great. No slowdowns on Cervantes. Bayfront Par- Parkway is checking in clear. Avalon Boulevard is clear through Garson Point Bridge. No slowdowns reported on Gulf Breeze Parkway, east or westbound. Uh, this traffic report is brought to you by Staples Stores. Staples Stores provide innovative products and services for small business, remote workers and learners, even teachers and parents. Explore more at your local Staples Store. If you have traffic info to report this morning, text 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Jake. So back to uh, Scott Collins, city manager's presentation of the city council the other day. Um, I mean, Mike Cusack, the the most difficult. Well, Mayor Lindsay can also be difficult in different ways, but you know he's the most oppositional, right? He's the you know the the cranky voice on the council a lot of the times, and he says, "This is why you're here. It's outstanding. Well, thank you. What you're trying to put together. I appreciate it. I think everybody else in this council. Unfortunately, I'm kind of a little dismayed that a couple of our council people couldn't be here for this. They need to be. So hopefully they'll watch it." Review, but uh, <clears throat> impressed is an understatement. Well, thank you. Glad to do it. Yeah, and you know when I first heard him say that, I just thought he was saying how he wishes everybody could have heard. I I do think there's a little bit of a shot at Jeff Snow in that comment. Uh, unwarranted. Jeff's out of town for other reasons, unrelated. Marilyn Farrow, also one of you know Mike Cusack's allies, one of the antis, the nose on the board of well now seven, but uh, so basically a two on the five to two votes all the time. Thank you, Scott. This is excellent. Really appreciate your hard work on this. I mean, <laughs> okay, so you got two. Uh, what do the rest of the people think? Well, the rest of the people are in total agreement. Gavin Hawthorne? There was obviously hard work put into this presentation, so thank you for taking the time. Even though you do have a busy schedule being a city manager, this was very important, and you made sure you got the message across, and I think you delivered very well. Um, and thank you again. I think this is great. Yes, sir. Thank you. Roxanne Meese says it's great. Hey, thank you for all your work. Um, very interesting proposal. Something that's needed. Casey Powell. Even even for the council, being able to feel a little less and a little less formal, be able to discuss things, and in my opinion, in a less charged environment because it's not formal. Yeah. I think is a is a really great idea. And he told this really great story about talking to Scott, and Scott had told him before when he came to the the job that he basically wants people to go back to enjoying public service, you know, to to like being on city council. I mean, they go through all the trouble of getting elected to something. That'll be proud of being able to do government right, which will increase participation on boards, which will increase people's willingness to run for office because they see it as a good thing that they want to be associated with, not a uh, a giant raging dumpster fire cluster mess that they don't want to have anything to do with, as it kind of is right now. It's such a good series of proposals that um, Mayor Heather Lindsay even says, it's kind of, this is what I was trying to do. I remember when the city clerk, former city clerk DeWitt Nobles, gave me some uh, information from Rifle, Colorado. 
to help me come up with some rules of decorum to help us have sure. uh, better meetings. And people, a couple people on this council were so antagonistic to my efforts. I was even told never do this again. Don't ever bring it up again. And I thought that was just such a, a shocking and shameful thing to have been said and done. Well, you know, here we are re-airing the grievances. <laughs> I tried to do this before. I tried to make it work before. Oh, but they shot me down. Knowing that people weren't receptive to change, I I have tried to baby step some changes and I've um, not been satisfied with the changes we've made. So thank you so much for these these fresh ideas to help us look at things in a new way. So thanks so much for your efforts, sir. Yeah, glad to do it very much. Yeah, there's all kinds of challenges, and I've been trying my best to overcome them. Yeah, thank you so much for all your hard work on this. Over the years, I've observed a lot of different developments as far as personalities, clashes, different challenges to how these meetings can proceed with dignity and respect. Yeah, so, I mean, look, you know, we'll see. And even the Pitchfork Posse, okay, uh, Pam Mitchell, who was the only one who got up and spoke at all, um, and, you know, she made a good suggestion, frankly, I agree with, that if people respond with public fo with forms, like they submit something online, that that should be included online. Like, it should be very easy for a citizen to go and see, okay, this is the proposed ordinance or this is the proposed decision to be made. Here are all the comments that have been filed on that. I mean, that should be like click and read. That should be easy enough to do. And it's just not that way. I, by the way, I don't think anybody does it that way, any any municipality, any county or city. Um, but it really should be that way. It really should be that easy, just like watching their testimony in a video should be very, very simple. So, But Pam Mitchell, you know, I don't know how much to make of this, but there was a moment where she's like, well, I got a question, and then she asked about the public forum. Uh, and then, you know, and, and I think I have some other questions for you maybe in private. I'm not c too sure what that all is going to mean, but if there was a momentary note of concern in the meeting, it was perhaps this one. Pam Mitchell, Milton. Um, just one question. We were talking about public input, and, and I, I'll ask Mr. Collins a couple of questions. <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what all that means in the end. But yeah, so the um, the series might be getting canceled. So I got to play it as much as we can until then, you know. But I I hope it does. Again, I genuinely hope it does. I hope the reforms work. I hope people behave themselves. I hope they're all as excited in a couple of months, and I hope we're all like, man, Scott Collins fixed the city council. Woohoo! Good hire. Six fifty three on News Radio ninety two three, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. Now it's time for another tip from ADX Digital, your comprehensive digital marketing partners. We are the Gulf Coast's premier local digital marketing partner. Did you know every campaign we create is done right here from our radio studio office right here in Pensacola? Locally customized, locally designed, locally planned, locally executed, and locally optimized for your success by our team of media marketing professionals that really know Northwest Florida and South Alabama. Our team makes sure your campaign contains the most attention-getting display and video elements and the most advanced targeting to make sure your marketing budget is used in the most effective way possible. We are ADX Digital, your comprehensive digital marketing partners, your team of trusted media professionals under the same roof of the radio names you know and love, like Cat Country 98.7, News Radio 92.3, ESPN Pensacola, and Pensacola's Playlist. Begin your partnership with ADX Digital today by emailing connect at adxdigitalmarketing.com. ADX Digital, your comprehensive digital marketing partners. 
You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. Here are the News Radio 923 AM 1620 contest rules. You can win one prize per household per contest in any 30 day period, unless specified by individual contest rules. All prizes on News Radio 923 AM 1620 are non transferable, non redeemable for cash, or exchangeable for any other prize. News Radio 923 AM 1620 prizes must be redeemed within a 30 day period of winning. For a complete list of rules, visit NewsRadio923.com. The Dave Ramsey Show, weeknights at 7 after Pensacola, right now on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Gas 329, Florida's 304, Mississippi is 278, California is, I just moved my screen, why did I do that? California is 496, in Navarre 266 east and west, wow, that's actually lower even than it was yesterday by more than a dime. 270 for the Garcon Point Bridge, 299 at the Exxon in Gulf Breeze proper, 271 at the Raceway in Milton, same at the Pea Ridge Murphy, 279 going through Pace. Let's see, on 9 Mile, you got the Walmart is checking in at a price I cannot pull up. 269 I believe. Yeah, that's right. 269 at the Murphy in front of the Walmart on US-29. Coming in from the southwest side, uh, prices are worse. They always are. But 271 looks like at the um, uh, the Navy Murphy station. These gas prices are brought to you by Pete Moore Volkswagen with the lowest outdoor price on your next new Volkswagen. PeteMoreImports.com. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Jake? Well, we're still looking good out there. The roads are wet, and we do have storms rolling this way, so please use caution as you get out this morning. Uh, 98 eastbound through Navarre into Winhaven is clear. Uh, the other direction westbound, if you're headed uh, to Tiger Point and Gulf Breeze, there's no slowdowns there. Uh, also, Highway 90 through Milton and Pace, no accidents reported, and Highway 29 is looking good. Uh, I-10 and I-110 also checking in clear. If you have any traffic info to report this morning, text me, 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Jake. Uh, 656, I don't know if you saw the video. I mean, it's kind of all over the place. I know on Channel 3 they're showing it all the time, and uh, you know, Scammy County Sheriff's Office had this uh, arrest of a video, or a video of an arrest at the Walmart on Mobile Highway where the guy, I guess, pepper sprayed some employees when he was caught, you know, engaging in, uh, allegedly engaging in a fraudulent return. And then he attacks them and pepper sprays the officer who happened to be there, and then they get into a chase. You're going to get tased! You're going to get tased! Don't run. Careful running. Running. Don't run into that car that's backing up at you. Get on ground! There it is. and that was the end of that chase you know runs right into the back of a red car and then some people help the officer um you know get him subdued and he's like oh i can't breathe while you're talking really come on you're not anyway and then at the end you're going to jail baby you're going to jail baby Yes, you are. Oh, man. But, you know, you've seen his mugshot, and he's just all kinds of facial lacerations and whatnot. And remember I was talking with uh, Mike Wood about this last week, that the problem is people haven't seen enough arrests. Apparently they don't watch cops, uh, okay? But, you know, 
you got to see some arrests and realize this is a messy business, okay? It just is. And anyway, David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Well, the federal government investigating an underwater pipeline leak off the Louisiana coast that may have sent more than a million gallons of oil into the Gulf of Mexico. The uh, third midstream pipeline reported a three to four mile wide slick. Former First Lady Rosalind Carter being laid to rest next week. She passed away at 96 on Sunday. The Carter Center announced ceremonies celebrating her life starting November 27th. And, Andrew, I don't know if you saw it, but there was a familiar face on The Late Show the other night. Yeah. My guest tonight certainly needs no introduction. Please welcome back to the Ed Sullivan Theater, Mr. David Letterman. Last night, did you watch it? I have not. I, I saw videos, either. but I haven't seen the whole show. Yeah. Uh, but at, the apparently at the, at the end of the show, he even let Letterman take his old seat behind the desk. Oh, all right. I wonder if he threw any of the cue cards back into the set. That would have been ah. the way. Or the pencils, you know, either way. Uh, all right, David, thanks so much for the update. A quick future news. Will Scott Collins succeed in reforming the city council in Milton? I hope so, yeah. I'm going to give him 50%. Yeah, he's going to, it'll be better, but it won't be healthy. Not. It, it, we're going to get some way the way there. <laughs> Um, also, Oregon, 13% or 13 times jump in drug deaths for opioids after decriminalization. Will they reverse? Listen on no. I hope they will. 95.3 and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3. WNRP. Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.